Hi, and welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. I'm Paula Parker. So whether you've been listening for a while or this is your first episode, I know from my own experience that inevitably it just feels too hard. I hear from a lot of you who listen to the podcast who don't even have any weight to lose, but the concepts apply to other aspects of your life and that's why you listen, which I think is really cool. And if this is you, this episode is going to be perfect because we all have challenges that sometimes just feel too hard, right? So whether it's a health issue, finding a new job, finding time for yourself, or maintaining the passion in the bedroom, there's always something. So I think you're really going to like this episode and get a lot out of it. Now, for my weight loss people, sometimes it feels too hard to stick to your weight loss plan, and sometimes you're sticking to it, you're eating healthy, you're paying attention to your thoughts, you're processing your urges, you're journaling your food, and still, it just feels hard. You're thinking, by now, it should be easier. I've been at this for a long time, and or maybe you've been doing it a little while and you think, I should be enjoying myself more. Maybe you're looking over at your friend or colleague and thinking, why does she seem to eat anything that she wants? Why is she eating pizza and chips for lunch and she stays so thin? And if I eat like that, my clothes don't fit the next day. Why is it so hard for me? I can't stay on this healthy protocol forever. I want to be able to eat pizza and chips for lunch whenever I want. Or you're looking at your super healthy friend who works out all the time and you think, why can't I do that? right? Why don't I have that discipline or that willpower? Why is it so easy for her? All of those thoughts are going through your head. So what I want to offer is that it's not the healthy eating or staying on your protocol. That's so hard. It's all of this type of thinking that's on top of it. That's making it feel harder than it actually is. We think we're just telling the truth. Like, It's so hard. I'm being honest. I'm being realistic about what I'm experiencing here. Like, this is my truth. (laughs) It feels terrible to have to restrict food and be hungry. This sucks. I hate this. (laughs) But what we're really doing here is just stacking the pain. We're stacking the discomfort and the difficulty of this challenge. By thinking this way, thinking it's so hard, which for most of us is automatic, and until today most likely unquestioned. You're increasing the resistance and making losing weight even more uncomfortable. So did that sink in? If you're newer to coaching, you may be like, what's going on here? Essentially, what I'm saying is that it only feels hard because of your thoughts about it being hard. (laughs) I'll give you an example from my own experience. So a few years ago, I learned about the benefits of intermittent fasting and I decided to try it. At that point, I was eating breakfast every day before work at around 7 a.m. And I was super hungry when I woke up. So when I decided to wait until 10 a.m. to eat my first meal, I was so, so hungry. (laughs) My stomach was growling. I was super grumpy. I remember being in a meeting at work and I was so irritated at everything. (laughs) I was very much in resistance to the whole experience. And I thought, this is terrible. How do people do this every day? It's not for me. And that was just on day one. (laughs) And all of those thoughts were automatic or they felt like they were just happening to me, right? And I didn't question them at all. But I did keep it up because I had thoughts about how effective it was, not only for fat loss, but overall health and aging, anti-aging. So I had enough of those thoughts to keep me going and make it a habit in which I no longer have the mind drama. 
So what does that look like? Now, if I decide that my first meal is going to be at 11 or noon or whatever it is based on my schedule, I can feel the hunger if it comes up and I don't have any resistance to it. It's okay to feel hungry. There's no drama. I check the clock and I say, oh, it's only 10 a.m. I'll eat in an hour. So my stomach is rumbling, no problem. I know I'll be eating soon and I have fat stores on my body for fuel. And I'd like to make a side note here that withholding food is something that you may have a lot of thoughts and feelings about based on your past experience. What I'm talking about here is not withholding food as a punishment or because you overate the day before or anything like that. You'll know if it feels like it's coming from a disordered mindset around food, your spidey senses will pick up on it because it won't be coming from a place of love for yourself and a desire for responsible eating. It will be coming from shame and punishment. So I just want to be really clear on that. I'll give you another example that's not food related. So this past summer, we had a really intense heat wave. And for my husband and I, it felt unbearable, especially at nighttime when we were trying to sleep. Even though we live on an island where it's usually quite breezy, it was deathly still. I remember looking out the bedroom window at the trees and nothing was moving and it was almost eerie. And we complained and we complained about it. And our son was only a few months old at this point, And everyone was asking us how he was doing right with the heat. But I think, and this is total speculation on my part. I think that he didn't have nearly the discomfort that we had, if any at all, he wasn't acting any differently or sleeping any differently. And it occurred to me that my husband and I had so many thoughts about this heat and how it's terrible and how it shouldn't be like this. And how long are we going to have to endure this? I can't go another night like this, right? So much resistance. We were stacking the discomfort with how we were relating to our experience. But for our baby who had none of these thoughts, maybe he was a bit warmer, <laughs> but he was unfazed by the entire episode. So many of us think that weight loss is too hard to take on right now at this exact time. Like we have to line up our lives perfectly before we can be successful at it. We have ideas like, I just need to get through this difficult period and then I'm going to be able to focus, focus on the weight loss. There's going to be a right time to do this as if there's some point where we're going to get to that we have zero stress and we can focus all our time and energy on weight loss. I'd say it's actually easier to do when you have a lot of stuff on the go, because it's much easier to say, okay, I'm not eating until 11 and then have all these things to do and think about to occupy your mind than to be sitting there like twiddling your thumbs, wanting to eat, right? Simply waiting around for your next meal. We also think that even if we do manage to lose the weight, it's not something we can sustain. But what's actually hard to sustain is doing all that takes to lose weight while having thoughts that make it worse, thinking terrible thoughts about ourselves, our bodies, and the process of losing weight and how the whole thing is just unfair, how it should be different and less hard. So if these are simply automatic thoughts in your brain right now, and if at this point you're listening and you're thinking, yeah, but it really is hard, <laughs> then I'm talking directly to you because I was in this for a very, very long time and there's a way out. So here's what I want to suggest that will change everything for you. Encourage yourself to say yes to the entire process. So all of it, especially the hard stuff. Instead of getting caught up in the idea that it sucks and is unfair, adopt a bring it on attitude. 
You do this by allowing yourself to want the challenge. So when your brain says, I don't really want to work out today, or I don't really want to get on the scale or food journal or eat on my plan, pay attention because in that moment you could instead embrace the truth of why you do want those things. So I used to find myself saying, I don't want to go to work tomorrow, right? Maybe that's a common one for you. And I would just feel defeated about it. And my coach reminded me that I was a grown woman. I didn't have to go into work the next day. Sure, I'd have to deal with the consequences, but I was in charge. And I would push back and I would say, well, I need to go in because if I don't go in, you know, eventually they'll fire me and then I can't afford my bills. But that's still an option, right? I didn't like the scenario. I didn't want that scenario. I wanted to be able to pay my rent. So I did, in fact, want to go into work. My brain was lying to me about what I really wanted. Maybe I didn't feel like going into work the next day, but at least I had a new perspective. I felt ownership over my decision and my life. So say yes to wanting it all. When it comes to your overeating, you're saying yes to all of it by default. And what I mean by that is you're saying yes to the pleasure of the food in the moment, and you're saying yes to the weight gain, to not feeling comfortable in your clothes, to putting off your natural weight another day, week, month into the future. Whether it's 10 pounds or 100 pounds, being overweight comes with its own set of challenges. The important difference is that those challenges are forced rather than chosen. We don't consciously choose the challenge of not having anything to wear because we've outgrown our clothes or the challenge of health issues associated with weight gain. Sorry, that was my dog waiting to clip his nails because he's on the hardwood floor and I can hear him scratching and I know the mic's going to pick up on it. So my apologies. Okay, continuing on. Don't mind him. (laughs) On the other hand, losing weight is a challenge we choose. So there are two types of challenges, forced and chosen. Both require the same amount of effort on our part to overcome, and both will require us to grow and change to overcome them. The problem with a challenge you choose that's optional is that you can opt out, right? You can quit. So there's an escape button. You can just quit when it gets too hard, or rather when you think it has become too hard. You're not forced to grow from that. But if you choose not to quit, you do get stronger. The question becomes, how will you use this challenge to help you become more of the person you want to become? I want you to think of the version of yourself whom you may think of as your highest self or your best self. This is the fullest expression of who you are. And I'll bet this version is at her natural weight. Now, between who you are now, which of course, needless to say, is already complete, whole, and perfect and the fullest expression of yourself, there are a lot of challenges to overcome. So when you've been working at weight loss and you start thinking, man, I have been doing this for a long time. Hasn't this been long enough? Hasn't there been enough challenges in one lifetime? Maybe it's not time to settle with your current experience with your food and body. Maybe you can embrace this continual challenge because it's a necessary step toward the fullest expression of yourself. When any challenge comes your way, you can let it bring out more of who you want to be and who you really are or less of who you want to be. There's an opening up or a closing down. When you say, well, what I really want is to overeat. That's a closing down because you're not open 
to the pain, the discomfort of growing without the overeating. So what if it's good that it's hard? It's supposed to be hard and nothing is going wrong because it's the challenges that really change us. And if your shoulders just slumped a little bit in disappointment, or you felt the need to sigh, even just hearing that, know that you're not alone. We often have the idea that the goal is to avoid challenges, minimize our challenges, and to get out of them as quickly as possible without being affected by them. We want the easiest path to get what we want without any challenges at all. Maybe you can think of someone who has had it relatively easy, you know, not very many challenges, and then something really big happens and it devastates them. Why does this happen? It's because they've never really faced real hardship before, and they haven't cultivated the skill of being able to overcome challenges. But no one goes through life without any whatsoever, right? No one. And on the flip side, you can imagine someone who has had many challenges and in facing them become really good at it. I had a friend growing up who was faced with numerous challenges in her childhood, teenage years, and then again in her early 20s. And yet she was successful, so positive, and really open to life. And so we got together once and I asked her point blank, how is it that you've been able to get through all of that? And she said it's because of all of those challenges that she can be so successful. She said she saw herself overcoming them and it fueled her to keep on going. The fact that she had come that far and really overcome all of the stuff life had thrown at her helped her see herself as a resourceful, resilient, and strong person. But many of us, when challenges come our way, instead of getting good at overcoming challenges, we turn away, we avoid. So we buffer with food or alcohol or TV. Now that I've got the food thing pretty much under control, I notice I tend to want to watch TV when I don't want to feel my emotions. The other day, I didn't feel like working, so in my procrastination, I was scrolling on social media for a bit, and I saw something that made me feel really jealous, and then I really didn't feel like working, (laughs) and I felt a very strong desire to watch Seinfeld because now that's on Netflix. Fortunately, I'm on to myself and I got to work because maybe you've noticed this, but when you have work to do, you won't even enjoy the show anyways, because you know that there's work to do and it's like in the back of your mind, right? So you don't even truly enjoy it. It's so much more satisfying to just do the work and then watch afterward when you can really enjoy it. For a while, I had an aversion to any type of challenge. I remember saying, why would I want to do a 30 day yoga challenge when life is challenging enough already? But what if our life was supposed to have challenges? What if we were supposed to seek them out in order to change us in the way that we chose so that we can change to grow and change to evolve as a human and become more of who we truly are rather than less? When we can look at challenges like this, it changes our weight loss journey, doesn't it? It really gives us a new perspective. So now when it comes to our food and our weight as being the challenge that we choose to work on, we don't have to constantly try to minimize the challenge. Aren't we always trying to find the easiest way to lose weight? Like we still think that there's some magical method of weight loss in which we won't feel any deprivation or have any negative emotion. And so we just keep looking for that in different diets and different methods And when they don't work, we get really discouraged. We think it's too hard, right? We think it's too hard for us and we just can't do it. Or we want to rush through it and do that white knuckle approach until we reach our goal weight. 
And then again, by magic, we'll go back to how we were eating before and somehow be able to maintain our weight loss. We'll just figure that out then, we think. My future skinny self can sort it out then. She won't ever have temptation or ever want to overeat, right? It'll all be good then. So what really excites me is adopting the attitude of allowing challenges to change me in the biggest way possible. And again, I just want to give some credit to Brooke Castillo. Um, She's a master coach and this is her attitude and it just really inspired me to think about it. So by no means am I an expert at dealing with challenges, but I have been super inspired by this. And so of course I want to bring it to the podcast and share it with you because that's what I'm working on. So for you, what if this food body thing could be something more important? It could be part of a curriculum for your human experience, a way to get stronger, better, more of who you truly are. I'll share a challenge with you that I'm working on. So we bought our house uh, a year ago, and now there's a proposal for a multi-rise building to go in right across the street. I never would have chose this particular challenge. It kept me up at night. I was very stressed about this, right? This is definitely a forced challenge, but I've decided I'm going to use it to get good at challenges because I know that if I can get good at challenges in general, my life will actually get so much easier because of that. Because when faced with any challenge, it doesn't destroy me, doesn't stress me out, and it doesn't keep me up at night in worry. This is the concept behind, I think in part about taking cold showers. So I've heard many reasons for doing it, but I thought this was the most interesting. So you may have heard about this, but the idea is that you're challenging yourself in a controlled way. So you have control over the cold water, but it's still a challenge because it's so uncomfortable and you build the skill of showing yourself you can endure and even take ownership over the discomfort over the challenge. You get good at this low stakes challenge so that when a higher stakes challenge comes your way, you're trained, you're ready. You're someone who can manage it. It works because of the principle that the more pain you feel, the less painful pain is. Isn't that interesting? The more pain you feel, the less painful pain is. I stumbled on my words a little bit, but (laughs) I think you probably get it. You get better at not resisting it you get better at allowing for it. So it's not about having less challenges in life. It's about getting more skilled at handling them. Okay, now let's talk about what saying yes to it being hard really looks like in weight loss. So what does this actually mean for you in practicality? We say yes when the scale goes up, when you're sure the night before it was going to drop. We have days when it's pretty straightforward to manage urges and days when it feels impossible and we say yes to both. We're going to feel hungry sometimes. We say yes to being in on our particular body and not our friend's body. We say yes to learning the skill of releasing weight and managing our thoughts, especially when that's hard. When we think it should be a certain way or it should be easier or it should be more fun, we're wanting it to be different than it is. And it's not different. It just is how it is. And the harder you think it is, the greater the challenge the greater the achievement will be for you. So if it's really feeling hard, I want you to know that on the other side is just as much intensity in emotion, but instead of frustration, self-pity and shame, it's a sense of pride and accomplishment for overcoming the challenge and feeling amazing in your own skin. So here's the last question about challenges. 
How will this challenge help you become the next version of yourself? Okay, so that was a lot on reframing the hardness, the challenge of weight loss. I want to offer another thing that you can focus on when it feels hard. It's so simple, and I know you've heard it before, but don't dismiss it. (laughs) And it's take it one day at a time. Oh, there's my dog. He's on the move again. Take it one day at a time. I'm going to share with you how to use this concept in a new way. When it feels hard, we tend to catastrophize the future and the enormity of our goal. We think today was a tough day. I can't go through another whole week like this, let alone the rest of my life. Or I have so much weight to lose. How will I ever get there? Or it will always feel hard. Or, you know, sure today went well, but what about the upcoming dinner with friends or my vacation or this or that off in the future? These thoughts seem very important and necessary, but you don't actually need to entertain any of those concerns. So when your brain offers up these thoughts, you can agree that it's hard and confusing. Yeah. So what? So what if that's what I believe right now and decide to keep going anyways? Don't try to fight your brain every step of the way. Instead, give it something else more constructive to do by focusing on mastering one weight loss skill at a time. For example, instead of committing to being 100% forever from now on, (laughs) decide that this next week, you're really going to focus on building the habit of tracking what you're eating. Or maybe you want to hone in on your own personal hunger and satiation scale. Maybe you don't worry about anything other than sticking to the time you had planned to eat and overcoming all the obstacles that come up. You could also choose processing your urges, getting really good at that for the week, or simply noticing the link between emotions and food urges. Whatever you choose and you practice, you'll get really good at that. You don't have to do it all at once, perfectly, starting Monday and then forever on, right? Or forevermore. Is that a word? (laughs) Doesn't sound real, but you get the idea. So I get it that you may be feeling impatient. Like I get that you want this to be over like yesterday, right? You want full body acceptance and you want to just be able to eat so-called normally, eat naturally and reach your goal weight. If it takes you three weeks to lose a pound, you think it's all going wrong. But what if you lost a pound every three weeks until you reached your goal weight? What would be wrong with that? You reach your goal. It takes longer, but you're going to reach it inevitably, right? And what's the alternative? You think it's not working fast enough and you end up quitting altogether and never get there. So patience is your very best friend here. And one last point, because I know future phobia is a very common theme. So just know that you don't need to decide everything today. If you have a vacation or a dinner planned, I know the holidays are coming. You can decide the day before what your plan is. You don't need to figure out every detail today for this to work. Just remember to tell your brain, I don't need to decide that right now. I will decide that when it's necessary for me to decide that. I hope this was helpful. Some of you have been contacting me by email or over Instagram and telling me about your experience. And that's so, so fun for me. So if you feel called to reach out and just say hi, please do so. I would love to hear from you. My email is paula at mindfulshape.com. And of course you can find me on Instagram at mindful underscore shape. And the meetup group is growing. We're now at 127 members. However, I do a workshop every Monday night, and it's typically a smaller, intimate group. 
So it's really nice. I do about half an hour of presentation on a different topic every week. And then there's time for our Q and A and some discussion. So you get to really meet a lot of interesting, cool women who are going through very similar uh, struggles that have different situations, but there's so many commonalities. And sometimes it can just be really helpful to see what other people are going through. And of course it's virtual and it's free. So you can go to meetup.com and just look for mindful shape and I'm sure it will come up. There's also links on my Instagram for the workshops and you can find it that way as well. Okay. Take care and I will talk to you soon. Bye.